Amanda. We're back. We're back, you guys. Another week, another episode. What Women Binge right here. With We're your, here. With your hosts, Melissa Joan Hart and Amanda Lee. What's up? What's up? What's up? We have to talk 90s con. Uh, yeah, you've had a busy, busy weekend. So I did. I have. It's so weird to be so tired from something like that. Okay, but ju- just to put this into perspective, you did Christmas con. I got to go with you this year, which was really fun. And just in that half day of me being there with you, I was exhausted. And I didn't do the work that you were doing. It's weird. It's such a weird thing. So for those that don't know, like, it's a convention, right? So celebrities get together. People come out. There can be, like, vampire ones or there can be... There's Wizards World and whatnot. Christmas Con is people in Christmas movies. This is 90s Con. People, like, 90s um, celebrities come together and fans come out. And you stand there and you sign autographs and you take photo ops and you do panels where people can ask you questions. And you talk about your show and you reunite with your cast and... We just did, I only did two days. I only did Saturday and Sunday. I rarely do Friday just because it's exhausting. But I'm like, I'm, I'm flying home with Jason Priestley. And I'm like hanging out with like Joey Fatone and hanging out with Danica McKellar, our friend here. And mm-hmm. like the whole time I'm like, why is the, does, and we were all like, this is <laughs> why do really I need hard. Sleep? This one's really hard. But you're on the whole time. Like, you're on the whole time. Like you're you're, you're meeting people. You're making yes. impressions in 30 seconds. You're signing autographs. You're smiling for pictures. The first night we were all like, oh my gosh, my cheeks are killing me. But we do these all the time. It's just I think there were more people. There was less break time. There was less downtime. And then when you're backstage or at the green room, you're hanging out with your buddies. I haven't seen Joey Fatone since the Derby last year. I haven't seen Chris Kirkpatrick in a while. I haven't um, ever met Jenny Garth. That was exciting. You know, um, Aubrey Plaza shows up in the green room because she's kind of fanning out about the Charmed Girls are there, <laughs> right? So she wants to see the Charmed Girls. And um, I'm with my Sabrina castmates. My friends from Connecticut want to come, you know. So it's like all this like smiling, talking, like I've kind of lost my voice. I slept till 11 today, you guys. I haven't done that since... I was I had COVID last August, I think. Like that's the last time I did that. Um, but I was just like wiped out. I was gonna go to my workout class this morning and I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna listen to my body and sleep in until I have to see Amanda. Ah. So I, I take it out of you. I slept in. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, why is like meeting people and being nice so hard? <laughs> well, I think it's just this constant need to meet everybody's energy because you've got people who are excited to meet you and have been waiting sometimes years to have that opportunity. They came in from all over the world. Yeah. One of our listeners, is it Camilla? Yes. Yeah. Did she? She's a Jenna Lee Green super fan. Oh, is she? She goes everywhere Jenna is. Well, she's a huge you fan too. And she emails me on Instagram all the time. She was there. Yeah. She's from Wales. She told me she was coming and yeah. Told me that she met you again. So that's cool. Shout out yeah, to her. Yeah. 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 We had, I mean, a lot of people, I see a lot of familiar faces, a lot of people that are like, I'll see you in Kansas City because we're doing Christmas Con there. I'll see you in Tampa at the next 90s Con. I'll see you in December in Edison, New Jersey, you know? So um, I am that's awesome. I'm man. signed up for some of these fun and they're really fun. And it's really awesome too when you get to be with your castmates. Because you like at night you have you can go hang out and like we went to dinners. I did drink a little bit more than I'm used to. Well, um, we did see Caroline Ray. Not had going a, to the Derby this year, so not going to the Derby. I had to make up for it this weekend. Um, <laughs> but you know, seeing friends and seeing and you don't want to go to bed. You're like you don't want to miss anything. It's like a big slumber party. Well, they say that there's FOMO, right? Yeah. But I think I also have what's called uh, footblood. Is that what it is? I'm sorry, what? Um, fear of letting people down. Footblood. Footblood. F O L P D. Fear of letting people down or fear of flopped. F- yeah, but it's F O L. Fall. F O. Letting people Fulped. down. Yeah. Fulped. We'll just call it F O L P D um, or full PD. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I, I think I legitimately have this like fear of letting people down in so many ways. Like if I go to LA, I want to see all my friends because I don't want Practice anyone to think. This with me. Okay. No. Yes. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. I'll be there a little late. <laughs> We're going to have to work on this. Yeah, I know. I just, I never, like, I don't know. I guess I hate being let down. And I always try to keep my word and be like, I'm there. I'll be there. I said I'd be there. I'll be there. The brain just said, like, you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're the same way. You're the same way. My feelings are hurt. Um, I am the same way. I, I'm a recovering people pleaser. That's what yeah, I it's say. a people pleaser. I, I think that's I an actor trait for sure, too. Well, I'm not an actor, but I think just in my life, in my role that I play in my relationships, it's my personality. I want to take care of people. Yeah. I want to make them happy. I want to be that joy. Are you the oldest? No, I'm a middle. Interesting. I was wondering if it was an oldest trait, but. No. Oh, maybe it's something to do with the April birthdays. 
That's what it is. We're uh, wait. Caroline Ray would know exactly what kind we're of Tauruses. I don't. But Caroline would have all the. Breakdown. Oh, you're a Taurus. Yeah. Oh, you're a Taurus. I'm Aries, but I'm Aries oh. three. Caroline gets very mad because when she read what she was like, you're an Aries three, and then Aries is three that? is like the most bullheaded, like stubborn, <laughs> toughest, like I don't know, like you know the one that I don't know. I don't know. I guess like when she came on when we were at your house, she knew exactly. What you were? What I was. Yeah. She's, uh, within minutes of talking to me, she's like, oh, one of you is really good at getting what they want without, you know, causing a scene. This, right? is, her, this like, is her superpower. Like, she really takes her um, magic powers from being a witch for six years very seriously because she she transferred it all to astrology. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll talk about it in her act and stuff. So I got to see her act. How was it? This weekend. And she's coming to Zany's here in Nashville. So maybe we'll get her in the studio oh, we again we are 100% going. She was so good. I've seen her before, but she was awesome. On that night, man. It was Friday night. It was late. I had just driven in to Hartford, Connecticut, and um, her show wasn't supposed to go on until like 10, 15, 10.30, but she did it a little early for me because I was like, dude, I got to go to bed and be up to like, you know, at 7 a.m. We had to be doing press for the, the 90s con and then start meeting people, and we were there like 14 hours or something, and... um so I was like, I got to go to bed, but I went and saw her show, and I was so glad I did. It was so good. She's hilarious. She has a joke about, um, <laughs> about. I'm going to totally ruin it. I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. <laughs> but um, <laughs> about a, a guy being like, send me a picture of your boobs, and her going like, I can't get both of them. If I lay down, they go out to the side, or if I do this way, I can only get one at a time. So she sent him a picture of her mammogram. <laughs> That's hilarious. I just got kicked out of that Man, one. Man, she looks so good in those pictures. I know. She's looking good. She's taking care of herself. She's working hard. Yeah. Um, I'm going to need her to like send me outfit wrecks. She, she's like a, she's a, oh, I'm, I'm getting, I'm finding out you wanted to know what kind of bra she's wearing. I'm yes. Like, okay. Right no, before I, we started this, I, oh wait, here she wrote it. She wrote, ha ha ha. Ah. I wrote, uh, Amanda wants to know what bra you wore. Apparently your boobs looked amazing. She wrote, ha ha ha. And I'm going to be like, that's not no, a bra. No, seriously. <laughs> What kind Give of bra? Give up the deets. I mean, they were like defying gravity. She looked amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have a voicemail I kind of want to play from her, but um, I'll, I'll have to. I'll, I want to get all the deets. So who did you fan out about? Okay. I fan out about Jenny Garth. Because uh, I realized I'd never met her and I was like really nervous. Of course, I know Tori. We run into each other and all we did was say hi and have a hug real fast. So I really didn't get to see her very much. Um, kind of wanted to see Shannon Doherty too, but I, I didn't really. And Alicia Silverstone. Because oh, yeah. she was with my co-star. I was a little upset because Elisa Donovan was off with the Clueless cast and didn't hang out with us, except at night. She hung out with us at night. But um, during the day, she was like with the Clueless. So she wasn't in our photo op. She wasn't on our panel. Oh, that's a bummer. But she was on Sabrina, right? She was on Sabrina for three years. Yeah. She was a big part of Sabrina. And uh, and we love and adore her. And um, and we, I was I was so excited she was going to be there. I'm like, another cast member. But we didn't really get to hang out with her very much. Womp womp. But she was with Alicia, who I've never met. So it was fun to just, I shook her hand and said hi. You know, it's nice to finally meet you. And then, um, but then like some of our Nashville buddies were there, Jason Priestley and Chris Kirkpatrick and Danica McKellar. And I was like, I see all of you guys in Nashville and I don't know why I have to like come to Hartford to hang out with you. Right. <laughs> I mean, I do see Danica every week, but um, the boys rarely, but even though one lives right down the street from me. Looking at you, Priestley. Mm-hmm. But, Amazing you know, how he, he hasn't ended up in this chair yet. He hasn't come in. He felt like he hasn't had anything to promote yet, but I'm going to... Last year in my uh, movie, Montana, Mistletoe, Montana, I learned how to uh, lasso rope. so I can rope him and drag him with me. Now, I've never understood about the lasso, and maybe it's just because I haven't been around it much, but isn't, like, like the circle part is firm, right? The whole thing is firm. It's a rope that will, if you don't wear gloves, it will tear your hands up. It actually um, will really hurt the horse, which is why sometimes the saddles have, like, an extra leather piece that goes down so it's not, like, touching the horse. They're really rough. They're made out of, like, fiberglass or something. Oh. And they're really stiff. And actually, they taught Tucker how to do it. They gave Tucker has a real rope from a cowboy in Montana that he was gifted. Well, that's cool. Um, But, yeah, so the rope, like, it has, like, this piece. But, like, the circle at the end stays in a circle, right? No. So there's, like, a loop. There's, like, this, I don't know how to explain it, like, a knot that goes around and then you kind of pull it through. So you can make the loop bigger or smaller. And kind of that's what you have to control. So you'll watch them. I actually went to a rodeo in Montana just to kind of watch the cowboys and see how they did it naturally. Because you have to bring it up and wind it. You can make the hole as small as you want. But before you go to lasso, you got to let it out and you make it nice and wide. And then you got to try to get it whipping around your head. And it's like this wrist thing that's very difficult. But I still don't have the wrist thing down. But I have good aim. No. I can. That I counts did, for something. I did rope. If you watch Mistletoe Montana in one take, I roped a bull. I mean, you not, really a, not a real bull, fake bull. You did that? Yeah. 
I did. Nice. It's in a one shot, so Does you that know count it's as me. like doing your own stunts. Let's call it that. Sure. I'm very Tom Cruise esque. I like I like that for your resume. Does their own stunts. <laughs> so I'm getting older. I'm less willing to do my own stunts, let's say. I did have a stunt double do some riding for me while I was there just because I wasn't really, I'm not comfortable going fast on a horse. I'm so afraid I'm going to slip off. I'm so afraid. Tucker's not. I watch him go, <laughs> when the horse starts trotting and I was like, oh. And I'm like, they're like, I'm like, stop, 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 stop. And then the horse wants to go faster because I'm freaking out. It's funny that you say afraid. That's like been my, this week has just been very enlightening for me. I spent a lot of time, it was spring break. Yes. So we went, my kids had the stomach virus, so we were home mm. for the first part of it. That's awful. Womp womp. Yeah. Do not recommend. No, it's the worst. Um, finally, we got out of the house. We went down to the beach for a couple of days, my in-laws, and it was beautiful. It was, the weather was cold, but the sun was out, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. I know. I was down there with you for a part of it. Yeah. We overlapped And all the kids bit. are psychos. I don't know how they get in the water, but they do. No, that water was warm. I actually that got in. That water was not warm. That water was warm. My nephew said that, too. Hayes was like, this is so cold. I was like, no, it's not. We get in Tahoe. Tahoe is 60. That water was like 80. No. That no. water was 80. Amanda. There's no way. I'm telling you. We're going to no. look it up. Have the brain look it up. How warm is the water right now in the Gulf? It was cold. My literally Golda had on like a hoodie over her swimsuit and she had like only her legs in the water. <laughs> she was like, trying. I think it was cold in it's the like, air. It's not doing like, you any out, good. If you're half in and half out, like Mason said, and his buddies all agreed, they were like, no, Mason was right. If you get in the water, you're fine. But as soon as you get out, it's that cool breeze that was killing you. Well, I think eventually, yeah, your body adjusts, but these kids, I don't know how they did it. I don't think they have nerve endings. That's my scientific. Um, well, I have they're never... made out of like. But think Rubber about it, kids, babies aren't ticklish, right? Okay, listen, listen to my science. Like, this is my science experiment. Let's pretend it's 1812 and we don't know anything about science or whatnot. I'm pretty sure we had a lot of science. Babies. So, but maybe not medically. Like, I think they were still doing bloodletting and leeches and stuff like okay, this, right? Fair. Okay. So we're still kind of experimental. So if you're thinking about experimental science, if you tickle a baby, they don't, they're not really ticklish till they're like a year or two, right? You can't really, unless you get them in the inner thighs. For some reason, you pinch their inner thighs. They giggle. But there's no, like, tickling them under the armpit. or They don't react to that. Someone give us a baby. Right? Get me a baby. Um, and so then, yeah, what if we were, like, holding court and we're like, I need a baby. No, bring me a baby. <laughs> bring it. But if you tickle a baby, I noticed they're not really ticklish. Okay, so I feel like, and they don't really get cold or hot necessarily unless it's extreme, I feel like. So I think they don't have the nerve endings that go all the way, that reach all the ways that they do when you're an adult, where you feel sensitivity to stuff you're more likely to feel sensitivity to stuff, which I think is why kids can stay in a pool with their blue lips shivering and we like touch our toe in and we're like, get me out of here. Brain says the water was 68 degrees. That is amazing. That's no. a good temperature. That is the air temperature I would like. That is certainly not the water but temperature. It's probably also like. on the deeper part. When you're up at the shore there and you're on that sandbar, it's a little bit warmer. Ew. It's no. probably, you sound like Jenna Lee Green. <laughs> Libby, you're Libby. Ew. Ew. Um, so, yeah, sitting on the beach, obviously, you have time, tons of time to be existential and think through all of the things in life. And uh, there were, like, jellyfish. and Oh, um, yeah, because there was purple flags. Yeah, all sorts of things to, like, get me contemplating. Anyways, the idea of fear came up and how so much of our world right now mm. is centered around fear. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Logan and I and our family were talking all about this and how, like, you know me. I'm an optimist. Hope is kind of my thing. And some of my friends like to joke that I'm the, the, the toxic type of positive, which <laughs> I disagree. Um, but yeah, so I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, well, I'm, I'm kind of happy that my life centers around the hopeful situations. Like if I'm yeah. afraid of something, yeah. I'm going to try and come up with like an alternative to that fear. Yeah. A lot. I've realized a lot of life, a lot of disagreements, a lot of the world's problems are all based in fear, right? Like all of them. Politics, it's like one side's afraid of the other because they just don't see how that could work for them. Or, yeah. um, you know, you think about religion, it's, there's, there's such, there's people that won't go to church because they're afraid and there are people that won't leave church because they're afraid or, you know, there's, there's so much fear-based um, emotion in this world. And it's, I mean, that's sort of like, it's funny, you know the emotion chart? Mm -hmm. So there's like, what is it, eight emotions? I haven't. I, I think so. I got it at, at church last year. My husband and I went to this um, church thing about like parenting. And one of the things was like this couple said that they sit at the table at dinner at night and they look at the, the emotion chart. Or if their kids are having an issue, they'll sit and go, where, where are, are you on the emotion yeah. chart? So we got the emotion chart and it hangs on our 
bulletin board at home, but we don't do it. It's like in an office where I should bring it out to buy the kitchen. But um, so we don't really do it. But I looked at it the other day and there's only one happy emotion. They're all fear, guilt. Um, what is it? Like they're all bad, like n- negative emotions. And hmm. the only one is like joy or happiness. Like that's the only good emotion. On the emotion chart. And I was like, so there's seven bad emotions and one good. Not that they're bad. I think all emotions are important and good. But I feel like, yeah, we well, the world kind of pulls us towards the negative constantly. Like we don't need fight or flight anymore, which is what we were based on when you're thinking about. I always try to root things back to like caveman days or like the, you know, early 1600s or biblical days. Mm-hmm. Right. When you, you pre-antibiotic. Yeah. Like you're making your shoes out of whatever cow, whatever cow you ate. <laughs> last month and you take that leather and now you get sandals and you know you're trading with this one for candles and you've made their bread or you know (laughs) it's all trade and barter and nothing's available and but we don't live that world anymore we live in an instant information world we live in an instant food like you know i have to explain to my kids that in africa we sponsor these girls through world vision they don't have a grocery store they go to they have to get there they have to kill a chicken and then they have to pluck it and then they have to debone it and then they have to find a way to cook it they have to start a fire so they don't understand those sorts of, you know, that you can go that you can't go down the street and buy a jug of milk. Right. So it, or a box of mac and cheese and then cook that up on your gas stove, which are probably gonna be illegal soon. But, you know, uh, there's like a whole <laughs> over my dead body. Come for my gas stove. And hey, see I'll happens. just tell you with how many power outages I've had in my life. Thank the God. The one thing it. that saved me was gas stoves. I love mine. Yeah, I, know. I promise it's up to code. Mm hmm. I will maintenance. I don't it. understand that. I know. I, I don't understand it yet. I have to I will maintenance it, somebody else's, too, if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like, you know, there's the fight or flight. None of those things apply to us anymore. So where, who are we? What are our bodies made up of? What are our emotions made up of? Well, my doctor once told me this, which I was totally offended by when he told me. But now that it's had time to like sink in and digest, I'm a little more okay with it because I think there's a, something there. But he said sometimes we as humans get motivated by our discomfort he said so a lot of times when life is good everything's going well your body finds that one thing so whether Mm. it's like maybe it's anxiety maybe it's depression maybe it's you know an actual physical ailment there's something because your body needs that yeah stimulation that like almost negative reinforcement that sounds yeah basically when you're in this place where your life is good, you're you are not searching for food, you're not searching for shelter. You really don't. You know, you, if you, you if have you're not need of too, you much. have no need. Your body will find something, something else. Something that need. energy. Well, that's you. that reminds me of. I was. Uh, I forget. I think it was an audiobook I listened to a while back about a guy who was dealing with anxiety, and he decided to put himself in situations that were true anxiety ridden. Like he was like, I instead of being afraid of going to Walmart. Like leaving the house and going to a store in public, I started jumping out of airplanes to be like, now that's real fear. <laughs> I could die, you know, or like <laughs> yeah, bungee jumping so. or scuba diving. He's like, I'm putting myself in places of like to challenge that anxiety. Yeah, like a real danger where like your adrenaline is pumping for a reason instead of being like, I'm afraid to leave the house. Like, I think a lot of us, right, have gotten like interesting, have missed misplaced maybe mm-hmm. these 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 anxieties where we're like we're afraid of certain things like don't want to go to that party because I'm afraid of who I'll talk to or what will I wear or, you know, um, what time will I get home? Will I be too tired tomorrow? And it's like we're putting these anxieties on things when it should be like, we're going to a party. Yeah, exciting. You know, and then, but there are a lot of people, a lot of my friends, a lot of my family, my husband don't want to leave the house. Like, I mean, it's real. Be it safe is- at home. And like, but, you know, but when you think about like real safety, like I did something recently that I'll tell you about later that was extremely anxiety written. I was terrified and someone had to remind me this is supposed to be fun. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. And actually Mark said to me, if it's not fun, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, you're right. If I don't enjoy this, what a waste of time. And I'll tell you guys about that in a few weeks, but not right now. And that's that's exactly the point that I was getting to is just like this idea. Everything that I do and put out in the world, I don't want people to look at it and be like, oh, she's just adding into that fear or she's, you know, I don't want to be that person. I So my goal is just to put everything through the hope filter. If if the world is afraid or if I'm afraid, how can I remedy it? What is the alternative to this? Yeah. And that's what I want to put out there. See, now hope should be on that. But hope's not on the emotion chart. I don't know. I guess they feel like hopeful is 
not its own emotion. We're going to look up the emotion chart in a moment. We're going to finish our um, our Speaking scientific part of this of uh, segment. Psychoanalysis. Have you watched Shrinking this week? I didn't. I don't think I watched it this week. Oh what, my god! Is gosh. there something you can tell me without? Um, oh, Caroline Ray says she's checking on her bra. It's currently in the washing machine, and the poor thing is exhausted. <laughs> Of course, her. It is. of course oh it is. Oh my gosh, I can't wait till she comes to town. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's coming soon. We'll get her on here, right? Yes. All right. Well, okay, so shrinking. Oh my goodness. This week's episode, if you're not caught up, I'm going to need you to be caught up by next week. Because Yeah, oh, I will be. I, I love that's the one we, we have keep, to talk but about. Because it. of spring break and everything, we have, uh, um, we have, we just haven't, I think we, Mark and I weren't together on Friday. So yeah. it's one of those we save for each other. So we, I just got well, home late last night. Well, then that means you haven't night. watched Ted Lasso either. No! It's oh my back. gosh, I forgot. Okay, oh. so I'm still trying to catch up. I'm on. I'm on. I have to do five and six of Daisy Jones. Although, was there new ones this week too? I think there are, but I haven't done the. I haven't done three through. Okay, I really like four. Yet. Four was good, okay. really good. Or three through five, whatever. Um, I really three, like four because they kind of Daisy gets a little bit more integrated with the band and stuff, Yay. and there's more singing and stuff, and I really like that. Um, and I I feel like I did so much this week. I have so much. I have so many shows we need to talk about. Uh, do you want to hear? Okay, but before we do, yes. when you do watch Ted Lasso, yes. holy cow. Did you Hannah, watch it all? Well, there's only one episode of Oh, so good. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Hannah Waddington, who plays like the boss lady. Yeah. I don't know what's in the water wherever she lives, but dear sweet baby Jesus. I just want to be that when I grow Does up. she look even better? She looks even better she's this She's freaking gorgeous. How? I, she she's like flawless. So she's, gorgeous. She looks her age, but she's stinking hot. She's obviously tall, which, hello, yeah. tall girls. I know, love tall. it. I, you know, I've always wanted to be God. tall. You know, it's like the sadness of my life. Oh, you wanted to be tall, you little shrimpy yeah. one. Yeah, I'm okay with it now. I've come to terms. Some but of you us know, when I was younger, short. I looked into how to get taller. Do you know what you have to do? You have to, like, break your legs. One at a time. Blech. You break one, and you can extend it, and then and six months recovery, then you break the other, and you extend it. And you know how much you can extend it by at the most? Like two inches. So what the hell? So I'm going to do it so I can be almost 5'4"? Okay, but you, okay, if you were taller, chances of you being who you are and doing what you do would be so That's true. There's a lot of men that wouldn't want me to be standing I could beside never be them. I be like so an short. actress because I would tower over every single person. You just make all the men feel less than. <laughs> the, You're intimidating to all the men. What are those things you tell, you always have to stand on? Apple boxes. Yeah, can you imagine them stacked up next to me? Yeah, I had a friend who wanted to write a book called My Life on an Apple Box. Actually, we were trying to take pictures the other day, and Nate Richard, who played Harvey, who was on our show, um, he on this show, and Sabrina, obviously, um, he was like, I need an Apple box. I need an Apple box to get behind all the, like, he had to, like, get behind us all. And he's like, anyone have an Apple box? Well, in all of those pictures you took this weekend that you posted, I'm like, oh, they're all shrimps. Like, I did so many you TikToks. I was so, so normal to next to all of these people. But you know what's so funny? Someone came up to me at the con and said, you don't, what did she say? You're, oh, good, you're short. All these actors are so tall. I'm like. Who? Who? <laughs> who are you talking about? No, like even the ones who appear tall on screen, like Jason Priestley always appeared tall to me. Yeah. And then when I met him in really person, not. I am Mario taller than Lopez him. is not short, but I'm he's taller not than Mario. very tall. Yeah. Um Scott Wolf. I he wasn't there this yet. time, but he was there last year. Um, all of them. I'm oh my gosh. taller than Chris. I'm taller Joey than Fatone's Joey. Joey's pretty tall. I was taller than Joey. Joey Fatone? Yeah. Yeah, he's probably and I, granted, what I are you, heels. Six foot? I'm six feet. And what are you in heels? Six three, six four. Holy mother of pearl. Um, I'm so he's probably he's probably six foot. So when you have heels on, you're taller than yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would guess that Joey's like maybe five eleven. He felt foot. like normal height, but I was yeah. definitely taller than him. Yeah. And then Chris Kirkpatrick is probably he's, just a little bit like five ten, maybe. He's short. Yeah. Um, um Yeah. I mean not sh well not she, short. For me, but I'm shorter like shorter than me. Yeah, like if 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 you're short to me, you're not, short. Not <laughs> Melissa short. But not Amanda Tall. Did I ever tell you the thing about my boys, though? You know, that, like, Tucker's about to be taller than me, and then they're all going to be taller than me. And oh. when it, whenever it happens with one of them, they're always like, I'm taller than you. And then they're like, you're going to be the shortest in the family. I'm like, as it should be. You think I want my boys <laughs> to be, like, 5'1"? all giants. Like, uh, the goal is for you guys to be taller than me. Yeah. Like, what did you think I wanted for you? <laughs> like, Riker, my my oldest, Riker, he's 10, Um when, what is it when they're three? I think is when they do it. They say their height at three, you double it, and oh, that's really? like their height expectancy. Oh, I didn't know that. So, and it's like within one to three inches or something. So his came out to be between six four and six seven. Oh my! <laughs> He's gonna be. <laughs> and my girls, though. I mean, if oh they... my god, he can do his favorite thing, wrestle. Oh yeah. He's oh, gonna be he a could giant. Be he could be like the new Undertaker. But the girls are just they're 
They're like Melissa-sized nuggets. But you never know. They could have a growth spurt. Not that I did, but... It's in the gene pool. My mom was like smaller than you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but somehow those things average out sometimes, which I don't understand because I thought genetics was supposed to be one or the other. I don't understand when things average out, but I don't understand genetics. I need to go back to school and study that. Little mucky muck in the gene pool. Yeah, they just kind of... They kind of pull one way or the other, but they can be, I don't know. Well, it's like our girls have hazel eyes. I have mm. blue. Mm-hmm. My husband mm-hmm. has brown. Well, it's like with, with people's skin tone too, right? Like when, when skin tones are different and um, and you're not one you're not one parent or the other. Yeah. Um, but you're sort of like a mix. And then like I feel like uh, like hair colors and eye color. Like my dad had brown eyes. My mom had blue. But so the one thing I know about genetics is like my dad obviously has recessive blue because all of us end up, well, one sister's brown eyes and the rest of us are blue, which must mean my dad's recessive blue. So my mom's huh. dominant and recessive. So if you're blue eye, so this is the one thing I remember about both genetics. of my parents had blue eyes. I love eyes, this. So. I always loved this. This made me so happy. My my fifth fifth and sixth grade teacher, he was mainly a science teacher, so I learned some things like this. Like, so if your mom, if my like my mom has blue eyes, which means her dominant and her recessive are blue. Mm-hmm. My dad has brown eyes, but because we have blue eyes, he must have a recessive blue. So it was his recessive with my mom's either dominant or recessive that gave us blue eyes. But then my sisters. My sister, who has brown eyes, took my dad's dominant, but she's the only one. She's the only one. Yeah. Wow. So isn't it crazy? Like, it's, that's I love nuts. eye color thing. It I just, do too. And my big thing when I watch TV shows and whatnot, I have to look at noses. If you don't cast someone with the same nose in the family, oh, that can throw everything you throw off. me off. Like, when like I first sharp Mark's features family, will ruin it every time. Yeah. Like, if they're not the same, like, especially the nose, though, for some reason. And I noticed with Mark's parents when I first met Mark. His sisters had the same nose as their mom, but then the mom and dad have the same nose. And I was like, that's weird. I found out like when I finally like knew them well enough to ask, I was like, you all have the same exact nose. And their dad had to say, well, I had, um, uh, what's it called? A, uh, a deviated septum. Oh, he had it reconstructed. No, he was like, I had to have surgery. And when I woke up from the surgery, the doctor goes, well, I just gave you the same nose as your wife. He wasn't, that wasn't what his nose originally looked like, apparently. (laughs) That's hilarious. He didn't know the guy was going to do this, but I I wonder if the guy like messed up a little bit. Well, you know, there is the thing like, you know, couples as they age, they start to look more and more like each other. Mm. But it's because people are attracted to people that look like that look like that or look like someone that they like are similar. Like my sister-in-law, I think, married someone who looks just like her dad. Mm -hmm. Right. Or. um, Oh, yeah. The in-law thing. Like, I don't look like Mark's sisters or mom. Logan's cousin. I do act like them. Logan's cousin got married a few years, uh, like, I forgot, less than 10 years ago. Anyways, she is married to a sweet, sweet guy, and his parents are amazing, but she is a dead ringer for his mother. Oh, that's so funny. Like, if you put the pictures of them next to each other, you would think that his cousin belonged that's so funny. To her husband's mom. My brother did. My brother married an Italian girl, and my mom is like a Princess die type, like, Little small face, blonde, delicate, right? Yes. Yeah, like me. She looks. A little, I mean, I look a lot. Yes, like you look just like her. Amanda, do you like what's on my face right now? I love them. These are my pair glasses. I'm obsessed. They're so cool. You know why they're so cool? Because you can literally change them anytime you want. Also, because I can see. Well, that's when true I too. read. I need to see, and it really helps. So why stick with the same old pair of glasses when you can have these wonderful glasses? I love that they're lightweight too, so they sit nicely on my face. And then you snap on the frames that you want on top. You can have sunglasses. I've got plaid on right now, but when I take the plaid off, if I just unsnap these, I got a nice light pink color going on. They're so cute. They're so affordable. They're so easy to wear. Um, I mean, this is just a very exciting partnership for me. Yeah, you can change your glasses quicker than you change your hair or quicker than you can change your shirt. Like, you just literally take the magnetic frame off the front and you've got a different pair of glasses on. It's awesome. It basically makes it to where it's the only eyewear you will ever need. Top frames start at $25, so you can build a collection that's unique to you. You can match your outfit, support your home team, or rep your favorite superhero in a snap. And today, over 200 million children worldwide who need glasses can't get them. So every time you buy a pair, Pair provides glasses to a child in need. So to get these glasses and stay as fresh as your unique style, go to PearEyewear.com slash WWB for 15% off your first purchase. That's Pear, P-A-I-R, Eyewear.com slash WWB. Thank you, Pear, for being a sponsor of What Women Binge. Wait, let's talk about a few shows. So I think we talked about Jack. I know I've got such a list. We've got okay. such a list. Go for it. We don't want to keep you guys all day, although if you want to stick around, we'll be here. Um, Jack Ryan, we talked about, I think, a little bit. And some mm-hmm. people did comment on our Insta page about their experiences, Jack Ryan, because I put on the What Women Binge page, uh, I posted the Jack Ryan and a little, I wrote 
my review of it was lots of action, not much story, but it's still exciting. Season one was superior by far, in my opinion. What did you think? And seven people commented. Someone said, I've been needing something to binge. I'll try this. Um, M. Hoverberg said, Hoverberg, my husband and I found this current season a bit boring, but the last episode was fire. So I have to get there because Mark, Mark keeps falling asleep. I've watched every episode three times, but I can't get past episode four. Uh, someone said, yes, you have to watch the newest season best by far the best with two fire signs, by the way, on oh. emojis. Uh, World Champ said, watched season one, skipped two, just felt like it wasn't real, couldn't be real. I wanted to feel like this could happen, which, by the way. I do not. I actually disagree because Jack Ryan season two, it starts off with Russia invading Ukraine. And this was filmed before that actually happened. So yeah. I do feel like this is all a little scary. I prefer that whole escapism thing. <laughs> Someone wrote, love all the seasons, fantastic show. Someone wrote, I couldn't finish it, love season one. Someone said, the new season's the best, love it. So mixed reviews there, but um, the interesting thing I thought about Jack Ryan so far is that they just keep repeating information. They keep repeating yeah, the same. Yeah, you said that Yeah, That's they keep repeating the same different information. Different perspectives. Like, I like it if you explain it twice, because maybe I didn't catch it the first time. Mm -hmm. But the second time is good. The third, fourth, fifth, I get it. Someone's got a bomb. It's on its way. It's a nuclear thing, like... Okay, what are we doing about it? <laughs> like, let's get into the story. Uh, a show I don't think we talked about, Circuit Breakers. This is like... I don't know this one. So I was talking to the producer of it, and because Tucker liked Stranger Things and... <gasps> yes, the kids show. Yeah, it's like okay. a kids show. So um, we only watched the first one so far, but it was really cute. And it was age appropriate for my 10-year-old. Netflix, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Animal Control. Have you seen this? The new... Um... Okay. Yes. I've What'd seen one think? episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of it. It was really, I okay, I love Joel McHale. Me too. I love him. He's so funny. But why? Um, I feel like it's the exact same character he played in Community. Isn't it sort of similar to Community? I've never really watched Community, to be fair, but... And it's I feel just, like all the characters are such caricatures. There's nothing new. It's We've seen it all. It's like a bad version of Brooklyn Nine-Nine to me. Yeah, like not. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is so smart and so funny. And those are big, big, broad characters. But these are dumb jokes. These are dumb jokes. And you know what kind of makes me crazy is that I had a similar show that I was developing. That, um, But ours would have been so much smarter, I feel like, in a way. Like, it was just a funny comedy set yeah. setup we had. God's Favorite Idiot, we've talked about a few times. Which I loved. I know you do. I am still working through that one. But uh, here's a review. So... I did this on our Instagram page. By the way, it's What Women Binge if you want to go check it out. Um, <laughs> I gave it three stars. I said, I want to like it more than I actually do, but only three episodes in. There's so much room to grow. Have you watched it? Leave us a comment. We got a lot of comments on this one. Someone said, it wasn't that great. I don't recommend it. I would recommend the PBS show Ms. Scarlet and the Duke about a female, first female private investigator in England in the late 1800s. That sounds interesting. Seems like it's a completely different genre. Than yeah, but it's interesting. But I'll check it out. It sounds right up my alley. Uh, the law, he also uh, recommends The Law According to Lydia Poet on Netflix. True story of a first woman who was accepted into the bar as a lawyer in Italy. That's yeah, again, it doesn't cool. sound like the same kind of show. No. <laughs> Both are great period pieces, enjoyable. BBC, six episodes. Um, someone wrote, LOL, it's silly and spoofy, but I, I would keep watching it. It grows as the season progresses. Yes, that's what I've said. Look at you making it to episode three. <laughs> I didn't even get that far. <laughs> <laughs> love, love Melissa and her husband, but this fell flat. Someone else wrote, it's good to watch through once. It's very predictable and cheesy, but it has nice moments spread yeah. throughout. And what is the girl who plays the devil? Oh, what's oh. her name? Um, she was on... Um, I don't think I got that American far. Housewife. Uh, she was the, like, kooky neighbor. Uh, is it... Brain. Anna Scottney? No. No. Come through for us, Brain. Leslie Bibb. Leslie Bibb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is hilarious. She's really good. I mean, Talladega Nights, right? Yes. She's pretty killer. What was she had a TV show a long time ago? I did something with her. I forget She's I amazing. She is the best devil, Satan, whatever. Really? Ever. Well, yes. I haven't gotten to her being Satan yet, so I can't wait. Someone else wrote, no, not my thing. Plus, no longer religious. And this isn't a religious show no. at all. It's very secular. Um, watched the first episode, then stopped. Couldn't get into it, so disappointed. Someone else wrote, it wasn't so bad. Someone said, I thought it was funny and goofy. Someone said, I thought it was cute. Binged it in two days. It was great. Wish there were more. Same here. I wanted to like it more, but watched all the episodes. I wonder if they'll bring it back. So that's it. someone else wrote, loved it by the end. So that's, I'm sticking with it because I'm going to, but the thing is, I, Mark has given up on it. So it I haven't It pays off. It's cute. Yeah. It's just cute. It's fun, brainless TV. And that's what I like. I'm going to 
Check that out. Everybody's talking about The Last of Us. Have you? I've Okay, I watched the trailer, and Logan and I both agreed that it was a no-go for me. Too dark for you. But I told him to watch it if he wanted to. Yeah. And just to tell me the story. That's how I do Stranger Things. Okay, yeah. Like, I can't watch it, but I like the story, and I like the characters, so just tell me about it, and it's fine. So, so far he hasn't done that yet, but when he does, yeah, I will let you know what I think. Um, well, and I haven't, um, so we talked about Hello Tomorrow. We did, and I finally got to watch an episode of that, and I don't remember, I know we've talked about the show before that we were going to talk yeah. about it, or, but I don't remember if I've shared this with you yet. It's actually really interesting. The concept is cool. Um, it's kind of visuals like WandaVision. It's beautiful like that, right? Gorgeous. Yeah. I yeah. love the kind of retro futuristic vibe yeah. to it. Um, like he's in an old school bar, but there's a robot working behind the bar. Yeah. 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 Feel like that like 60s yeah. atomic As if phase like, kind yeah, of thing. Heading to the moon just changed the world in a, in a way that it didn't really. Like, yes. You know. I like the twisty turny vibe yeah. that you... you you think and Billy you know. brought up is just not only delicious, but his acting is so juicy. It's like so like it's so broad and yet so subtle, which so few people can get away with. I think I just burped into, you the, just microphone. into the microphone. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lady, like, I chugged a glass. We of like water. to be ladylike here on what women been. Sorry. Just kidding. <laughs> I don't care. My family is like very flatulent. Um, we saw him though in Waiting for Godot with Patrick Stewart, and it was. Oh, your favorite, Patrick Stewart. Oh, my God. You'll see anything that man does. I love him so much. All right, so we have more. I want to watch more Hello Tomorrow. Mark's bored yes, with it. Yes, I'm I only to... one episode in, but I, I think I will keep going with that one. It's just so visually pretty. I can get past some of the, like, icky. Yeah. So. And then I watched 90s Show, which I know you liked. <gasps> Did you like it? I, I liked the first episode. I can't say I'm going to continue no, because it you has a younger. To. Really? Yes. Because here's the... the crazy thing. Mark and I are talking about this, like, those shows, right? So, like, we we love How I Met Your Mother. We loved that 70s show. Like, some of these shows we watched were, seemed like they were for a younger audience. They were for us at the time. We were the same age as them, even though they're sort of playing high school. Mm-hmm. We're in our 20s, so we're, like, kind of just out of that phase. Why do these shows now, the How I Met Your Fathers and, like, the ones that are, except maybe Fuller House, maybe that one doesn't skew this way because it's focused on the older generation these shows feel like they're going to be focused on the younger generation and they feel too young for us. Is it because we're older or is it because I, I don't I don't know how to explain it. Like it feels like more young Disney channel. Yeah. Fair. That's yeah. I think it's doing the exact same thing that that 70s show was for us. And that 90s show is for our kids. OK, so that's why I'm not really digging. Like I don't need to watch it. Maybe. You don't need to watch it, but. If you are going to watch it, at least give it another episode or two. But I'll still watch 70s show and I'll still watch How I Met Your Mother. And those people are still the same age. You know what I mean? Like they're still in their early 20s and I'm not. But I still. Is yeah, it, but is it because that can, was my time period? But you can relate to being that. Yeah. And you're not in a place where you can really relate to being a teenager again. I just feel like how. like Because like, you have teenagers. But I feel like that 70s show was for adults. And now I feel like that 90s show is going to be for kids. No, I think that 70s show was definitely for, like, teens and young yeah. adults. Yeah. It was a different place. I know, it just feels different. I just feel too feel too mature for it, people. I feel too mature. Well, the acting in the first episode is awful, except for You just loved it when Ashton parents. and Mila popped their little oh, heads that in. was so painful. Why? You thought, yeah, yeah, it was I a was little like, bit. Mm. It was so cheeseball. But that's who they were. They were annoying on that show anyway. I know, but that would, they just felt like they couldn't, they were overacting those characters. They were so excited to get the applause and walk in. I guess. Be there and be a part of it. And the, what, I don't know their names. I'm terrible with names. But the two that play Red and Kitty. Yeah. The grandparents. Yep. They're flawless the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah. They're and, amazing. And I think that she's a, at least she's a producer on it. So I think she's the one who brought this show around. I think she must uh, have. Kitty? The, yeah, Kitty. What is her uh, name? We'll find out in a second. But um, <laughs> I feel like she's the one that must have, because when I saw her name in the beginning as a um, produ- executive producer, I think she's, oh, Kurtwood Smith is the is the dad and Deborah Jo Rope, uh, Rupp yeah. is Kitty. And she, I think she is, um, I think she must be the driving force behind it. I feel like she's probably, She's an executive producer on it, so I feel like she was probably the one that was like, hey. Let's do this. Let's do a show, and I'll do it. I'll do it again. It'll be in our basement again. Or, you know. I, it was I, great. I have a feeling it's all her. 
But um, then there's another show I watched an episode of that I kind of liked, and I'd like to watch a few more. Has anyone seen Not Dead Yet? Have you seen this one? She's an obituary. She goes back to a paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she's an obit writer, but yes. she sees ghosts. Yes. So it's kind of a cool... I haven't seen any of it, but I've seen the the commercial for it, and yeah. I want to see it. So I think each episode's going to be about a different person she's writing an obit on, and so she kind of spends time with that ghost as she's writing about their life. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get some groovy message out of, out of it. People, you know, corresponding from the dead, from the, from the great beyond. Yes. But other new things for you. I have new music for you to listen to. Music? So I don't listen to new music. I still listen to lithium. Well, you're going to actually, I think you're <laughs> going to like this one. What is it? This is, it's like an actual rock band. Okay. That's like new, which is shocking. What's their name? They're called Inhaler. Inhaler. They're like that sounds dangerous. So the lead or, singer or asthmatic. Well, actually, that's why they have, <laughs> that's why they're called that. I guess they've been a band together for like twelve years, though they are still like children themselves. They're like twenty three. Okay, but the so lead, in like twenty years they'll be called the Nebulizers. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, the lead singer is Bono's son. Oh, okay. Which shouldn't be shocking that he would. Oh, back on the Nepo baby conversation. But Uh um, no, he's unbelievably talented. And so our friends took us to see them last week and I was blown away. Really? I did not know what to expect. I'd never heard them before. Logan downloaded a playlist on my phone the night before. I was like, just listen to this. I think you're really going to like it. And I was like, okay. I gave it a shot. The album's great. It's fine. Uh, But seeing them perform live, it was... I, like, are these I, Nashville locals or they're, no, tra- I mean, they're, they're touring? they're from like Scotland or Ireland, okay, wherever so Bono's from. They're touring. They're yeah. touring um, and have for a while. But Ireland, it's Ireland. Ble- Sunday, Ireland. Bloody Sunday. I don't know. I'm- but you know Sunday, Bloody Sunday. <laughs> yes. But okay, that's about the Irish. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. That island floating over there. <laughs> there's two. <laughs> there's two islands floating over there. <laughs> At least two. There's, there's billions. Geography. But, two. But, um, um, but it was a total mix of audience. Like it was clearly like, their target audience, which is like young teenage, young adult girls and boys, and then all the parents who brought them, mm. who mm-hmm. were probably YouTube fans. So did I tell you about when I went to Bush recently? I went to the Ryman to see Bush. I had friends in town. They wanted to go to the Ryman. I didn't think we can get tickets. It was like way sold out and expensive. And then somehow our friends magically got us tickets. And um, we went and uh, it was so fun because I was there with Mason. And it's the first time like... We really, because we went to Slipknot together, and I like Slipknot, but I don't know Slipknot. Like, he knows Slipknot. So that's more Mark's thing. So this was the first time Mason and I really were, like, singing the same songs. But I know 16 Stone, their album 16 Stone, because it's what I listened to all through college. Every time I was um, doing homework for college, I was either listening to, because you had to put a CD in back then. For kids out there that don't know this, you put a CD in, you let the whole thing play, right? <laughs> so I'd listen to all of Bush, and then when that ended, I'd put in Garbage, and then when that was, at, when Garbage ended, I would put in Bush, and I'd just like alternate all year long. And uh, so 16 Stone, I know backwards and forwards, so I know those songs, but they've had a bunch since then. Right. But it was so fun. First of all, I loved hearing them live, and I loved hearing new music, because it's not my thing to hear new music. Like, I am very stuck in my ways. I know, that's why I'm telling you about old this fart. one, as Melly J. Fart, as my friends used Melly to Melly J. Fart? Well, when I was in school, I, my my bad nickname was Melissa Fart. Of course, when kids wanted to make fun of me, I was Melissa oh, Fart. And then as I got older, my friends so called me good. Smelly Melly. So if you put my nicknames together, I'm Smelly Fart oh, instead of Melly Hart. Smelly Joan Fart. Yeah, Smelly Joan Fart. Oh, my right gosh. Here. So then Brady, we gave our son Brady the, nick, the middle name of Hart, and I just warned him. I was like, if anyone ever finds out your middle name. So I just started calling him Brady Fart. So now I just, that's kind of what we call him now is Brady <laughs> Fart. <laughs> that way he can own it and he doesn't get upset when anyone else says it. But anyway, I, it was really fun to go to the Bush concert. Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of opening my mind. Well, I'm telling you, get, when you start to listen to music, give them a chance. They're incredibly good. Like yeah. the first song, they come on the stage, they start playing and I'm watching. I haven't been to a concert where like, Girls went crazy. Oh, really? Like in the front since like I was a teenager. Since, like like a on real the rock show where that's a thing. Like think like Elvis style. Like wow. women just like at the barricades. You know what? Screaming. I haven't been to a concert where someone's under the age of fifty in a while. So I know. this would be really nice. So to listen I to was, music with the I was people. Floored. Like the screams. It was like Jonas Brothers mm. screaming level. And you're like, what on earth am I seeing? And they're just so 
talented. Yeah. The kid can sing. They can play guitar like no one else. It was like watching one of those things and you're just like, oh, the next time I see this, yeah. it will not be like this. That's cool. Like, there's right, no way we're going to see inhaler. them. We're checking out an inhaler. Yeah. And then they'll become nebulizer later. If you guys do that, uh, <laughs> I want credit. The rights. Yeah. Um, can we talk podcast real quick? No, we have to talk about We this. do have to talk about the book, but real quick. Okay. Because this is real quick. Because I have nothing much to say, but uh, I've been listening to, uh, well, I listened to The Clearing, which is a good um, murder mystery. I kind of want to make it a oh. movie for a lifetime. Um, it's the true story of a guy who, like, was a serial killer and only discovered his daughter is kind of the one who told on him. <gasps> I've heard about yeah. this. And so uh, she's I mean, like all over the interwebs, like giving she interviews. Was. Yeah. She was because she was. Well, she's the one who did the podcast because she's like, she I got to figure out. Has she's, an Instagram. She's about desperate. It. Oh, really? And like, well, maybe it's a TikTok. I don't well, know. his name is Wayne John Wayne. Wayne. Wait, something Wayne. Oh, gosh. Edward Wayne Edwards. And um, and apparently, yeah, he was like killing people all over the place. Ooh. But so she they, they know of at least five. But I think. she like turned him in. She was sort of the one who turned him in, yeah. And he was okay with it. <laughs> Weird. Um, the Hey Dude one, 90s Hey Dude. Christine the 90s Taylor. Cult, Christine Taylor and David Lasher. I was on it. Audie McCotterson. Elise, I know. She's so sweet. I love her. I was actually listening to it on the way here. I was listening to an episode of with Scott Wolf, bringing us back to 90s con here, right? Um, and Christine and David hosted. And Christine's married to Ben Stiller, so they have some amazing people on. And apparently... Ben is jealous and wants to be on the podcast more, according to the last one I, I heard. And then I've been listening to one called The Indie Film Hustle because I'm I'm still trying to write this script that I've been writing forever and I got kind of jammed up with it. So I'm trying to find inspiration. So I listened to The Indie Film Hustle mm -hmm. and the brother, the brothers, the directors, the Daniels were on a, the latest episode because of the Oscars and stuff. They did an episode about everything everywhere at all at once that they yes. wrote and directed and now just won a billion awards for, broke records all around. It was I, mean, I haven't finished it, but it is so good. That movie is so good. It's it's a little, it's so You'll never look at a bagel the same way again. You'll never look at a bagel. You'll never look at hot dog fingers again <laughs> if you've ever had hot dog fingers. It's just bizarre, but it's done in the most brilliant way. And to hear this podcast and hear them talk about where they come up with their ideas, um, because they said really what this one came from, they're like, I mean, it came from a billion different places. Like hot dog fingers came from something and this came from something else. But they said that the... Um, Basically, the premise of it was, what if you put my grandmother in the Matrix? And that's kind of where it came from. That's fair. But One of those from Birmingham. Shout out, Alabama. What? One Oops. of the— Oh, that's right. One of the Daniels. Yeah. Daniel, yeah, I forget his last name. Um, but uh, they're, they're really cool. It was really inspiring to hear them talk about their inspiration and the filmmaking process and how they, you know— So I, I'm really enjoying this indie film hustle. So if anyone out there is just a, just a movie geek or just wants to know— you know, about a particular Behind film or, yeah. you know, how to be a screenwriter or... You know, I've listened just, to it with Logan. I actually really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, it's a nice one. I like it. And then, uh, yeah, the Hey Dude one I, I really enjoy. And then Sadie Robert Robertson of Duck Dynasty fame, she has a ministry, but she's also... What's it called? Wow. Who's, wow. Whoa, that's good. Whoa, that's good. Yeah. Whoa, that's good. Although I, I've been having a hard time getting into that one. I adore her. I think I she's too. super cute. And I love all the things she's doing in ministry. But yeah, yeah. I, I would say like as, as much as I really like her, I don't feel like the podcast does her personality yeah. justice. Yeah, that's the thing. I think it's a little dry for how an she animated seems so she is. She bubbly, yeah. Yeah. And not that I need her to be. I don't need her to be. But yeah. on her Instagram and TikTok yeah. when I'm following her. Well, she's adorable I and she's fun. I love and it. But I just. It falls a little flat, it, I think. Yeah. I hate to say that because I, I did actually do. And God's unfortunately, that's. Her, and she's that's so the truth with a lot of faith-based podcasts. It's hard to find one that really that's not sna snappy. Because yeah. in your podcast, I want to be, I want to feel like I'm in a conversation. I know. It's no podcast. That's hard. And, you know, as as believers in general, it's really hard to, like, draw that line of, like, where are we in the world? And where are we yeah. as believers? Like, how does that intermix? I feel like you and I do a pretty steady job of that, of how we talk in real life is how we talk yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, like our faith is a big part of it, but it's not the only thing we talk about. We talk about everything. I think it would be kind of boring if that's all we ever yeah. talk about. Yeah, it wouldn't I be very so. realistic. I think so too. Of us. Yeah, no, not of us. Definitely not. I mean, maybe of her, but not of us, because that's not all we talk about. And yeah. that would that would be yeah, that would be. Uh, maybe that's what I want from it. Unauthentic. I want a little bit more of her real life. Yeah, and, but, and she does not have to offer that but up. Her By ministry, the way, Sadie, don't ever feel pressured to do that. No, but her ministry is like that, though. She brings her own stories into her faith, and she's so she's a passionate about speaker. it. Whatnot. Yes. But then behind the microphone, she's a little bit quieter yeah. and relaxed. I wonder if that, I don't know. It's just a different side of her. Um, yeah, but I, I've only listened to one or two, but um, 
But anyway, that was that was a little podcast. We haven't had a podcast recap in a while. So Amanda, you know when you're sick and you're like trying to find what these symptoms mean and you stumble down a big old TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts? Yeah. Um, let me just tell you, having just had the flu, there were many, many suggested remedies on uh, the old TikToks. Or like your group chat or whatever, right? Everybody like tries to tell you what you got, what's going wrong, what you should do. But you need to hear it from trusted professionals, not just random people on the Internet. Yeah, that's why I'm very grateful for ZocDoc. They help you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care that you need and deliver the type of experience that you want. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed. They take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who's patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. Go to ZocDoc.com WWB and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash WWB. ZocDoc.com slash WWB. Thanks, ZocDoc, for sponsoring What Women Binge. Um, let's talk Codename Helene. This book that I've been trying to read since October. Please tell me you're finished. I freaking love it. I finished it last night on the plane yeah. on the way home from 90s con, people. Yeah. I finished. I did not realize. Okay, give me that. Okay. I brought the book for a reason today. First of all, you can see those of you watching on YouTube. <laughs> it's well loved. It has tea stains, Minus water. Two. I mean, it's been bent and twisted and there's paper clips and biz people's business cards are in here because this is how long I've been carrying this thing around. But in the last... To, in the last week, I have finished the last 200 pages. It is a long one because it's like it is close long. to 500 pages. But um, it is oh, well worth so it. so good. I just have to go back and reread the beginning because I'm a little confused. The timelines, so the thing about this book, you guys, it's, so it's, it's 1936. Nancy Wake is an intrepid Australian expat living in Paris, but she's bluffed her way into a reporting job for Hearst newspaper when she meets a wealthy Frenchman. And he sweeps her off her feet. Henri. They become married, and the Germans have frayed France, and she becomes a secret weapon for the Allies. So, as like a, like a behind the resistance. She's like the person that arms the resistance. So, we've been talking about this for a while now. Mm -hmm. Not sure if it was like real or just, it's historical fiction. However, I didn't realize the whole She's end of it. She's a real person. Is it's a freaking, it's almost like a biography. Yes. So, this is historical fiction based on a real human. It's insane, because this and whole you can thing read in the back biography. is like... Beware, don't read this if you haven't read the book already because there's there's some there's some spoilers back here. But this author, what's her name? Ariel Lahon, 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 um, first oh, heard about Nancy Wake in October of 2015, sitting in a hotel, waiting for someone, got an email, started to look into her, wrote this other book instead, uh, I Am Anastasia, mm -hmm. wrote that book, which I want to read next because I love her writing. And then she got into Nancy Wake and she started researching her and could have researched her for she said, like, I could just write about her for the rest of my life. She was known as the White Mouse, like a secret mm -hmm. And operative. that's the name of the biography, like the actual. That she wrote herself. Yes, Nancy, it's called autobiography. The White Mouse. Her autobiography. Yes, but there's also authorized biographies. There's too. tons of biographies. So her biographies, like she was the white, hers was written the White Mouse, because in French she was like, I forget how you say, the White Mouse. But, um, but yeah, she, she, she actually read all these books by, um, about Nancy and she just had it here, and now I can't find it. Oh, here. There's the Nancy Wake biography of a greatest war hero, uh, heroine by Peter Fitzsimmons. There's Nancy Wake SOE's greatest heroine by Russell Braden. There's the woman who spied for Britain, female agents of the Second World War by Robin Walker, and then the White Mouse by Nancy Wake. So, yeah, she is fascinating. Where's it's her amazing. red lipstick? Parachutes into France. Uh, the whole time trying, hoping Kick her butt. husband is safe and sound. It is amazing. I mean... And, but the thing is, the thing that confused me, and especially because I kept putting it down and picking it up, is that there's these two timelines. Mm -hmm. You're seeing her fall in love with her husband and become part of the resistance, and then you're seeing her fighting in the resistance at the, the same flashbacks time. flashbacks are hard to keep track of sometimes. But it's like every other chapter is, you're in 1936, you're in 1944, you're in 1936, yeah. you're in 1944. And it's like, am I in October or August? Or am I, you know? Well, and if you're like me, once you get into a genre like this, you want to kind of keep going. So then that's when I started The Wellbone Theater. Oh, yeah. And they kind of, the stories are so similar. They overlap. And so I'm like, wait, did that happen in this book or this book? See, now I feel like if someone <laughs> hasn't read The Nightingale by, um, not Jodie Picoult. Is it Jodie Picoult? Anyway, The the Nightingale is another one about two f sisters in France. And one mm -hmm. wants to join the resistance and one yes. has children and a husband fighting in it and just wants to keep her head low. And I feel like these two go hand in hand as yes. well. But um, this one is so good. I was just confused because everybody has numerous names. Everyone has code names plus their names. There's a lot of characters in it. 
but I did not care. I didn't even really need to know. Now that I've finished it, I want to go back and see who everybody is at the beginning again, um, who she parachutes in with, who's in this part and who's in that part. But I really don't care. I hope somebody's making a movie. I think they are. If not, like, maybe it's already out there. I don't know. We should I think really it, look. you know what? Have Brain look that up. because make, make this a movie if nobody else has. Oh, my gosh, for sure. Not just a Lifetime movie. Like, a real, like. Because it's a true story, too. We need a feature put on link. red lipstick and kicked ass. And she was, like, so decorated. They thought about decorating her in Australia, but then they realized she didn't fight for Australia. Not that she should. You should fight for the Allies. It doesn't matter. But she got so many French awards. And she does have a museum in Australia. Mm-hmm. So for all my Australian fans out there, you can go. Check her out because she was originally Australian, but then fought for the British, uh, escaped through the Pyrenees. In this book, she only escapes through the Pyrenees one time, but actually it was five times that she got to Spain. She had tried behind True Detective is making it into a series. That's even more brilliant because we want it to last longer. But it was announced three years ago. Crap. Which means maybe you need to make it a movie. So The Nightingale was announced and it was announced with the Fanning sisters to be the two sisters in it and that was years ago. So I feel like these are stalled out. I wonder if there's something about World War II movies they're not making right now. COVID probably shut them down. Probably. But maybe but they'll get it back up and running. This is so good, guys. It is I so definitely good. I know you recommended it. I stuck with it. I'm so glad I did. It's just that I just had no time to pick up a book and read. I'm too busy with my TV shows and podcasts and audiobooks. I just started a new one on the beach called Sister Stardust. I'm not sure where it's going mm-hmm. yet, okay. but I'm excited about it. I'm doing Viola Davis's autobiography. That's, oh. It's starting off very dark. She had a uh, really tough childhood. I had no idea. I mean, like, tough childhood. like Interesting. From her family to her bullying to moving around a lot. Like, yeah, and uh, and I just, I just adore her, but to hear her struggling with her, you know, identity and who she is and you know, being we look at her as this super brave, stoic woman, but that that's not who she thinks she is. Interesting. So it's interesting. Um, I'm I'm fascinated to get through that, but I'm also simultaneously doing audiobook mindset. Oh yeah, you were telling me about this growth mindset versus fixed mindset, and how you can either be I guess you can be born with one or the other, but you're also kind of like like you're, you can choose. Well, you can choose in a way. I mean, I think the I think the thing is, I think what they're trying to get at is that everybody should be growth mindset to think you can do better, learn more, but not everybody thinks that way. And different situations call for different things, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, you want to take the path of re- least resistance. Like if, like for my son, for example, he wants to play football, but someone's better than him. So why would he bother with that position when there's that kid that's better than him? Instead of thinking ah. if he gets injured or if he steps down or maybe I'll get my day when, you know, when we're. There's nothing wrong with being the understudy. And he's not he's not OK with that. So he's going to find the path of least resistance. And that's OK. But then luckily, my little Brady is the one that's like, I'm going to work really hard. and I'm going to get better. Um, you know, but Mason found a path that works for him, which is flying because nobody else is in that cockpit with him. Not right now anyway. And, you know, he, he he's the only one that he knows flying. So no one else has that on him. So it's something he loves and he adores and he study hard and he works really hard at it. So I'm not saying that like it's someone that thinks things come easily to them. That's what we were afraid of. We were afraid Mason was a spoiled brat who just thought I only want to do what comes easy to me. But it was more about like I have never seen that trait in any of your children, by the way. You see, well, this is what we were afraid of, though. We're like, how did we teach our kid to not work hard? But the thing he is, doesn't. he works hard on the things that, that interest he's him. About. Yeah. yeah. And while he was passionate about football, he just realized he was never going to be the best. So why bother? Interesting. And that's okay because yeah. it took him to a path that did work for him. But I just hope that he gets to flight school and there's a bunch of pilots there and it doesn't become not special to him anymore. You know what I mean? I can't see that happening. I hope he becomes more Maverick style. I mean, I, I don't really want him Maybe going not in. I don't want him jets. To, I don't want him to fly really fast planes into wars. <laughs> but if that's what he wants to do, fine. But I'm kind of loving that he wants to do the commercial charter yeah, route. That um, sounds great. That he likes flying small planes rather than the big fast Well, I'm very, very supportive of Mason and his goals that yeah. uh, would have a hard time with that. And I'm not even his mom. I know. I know. I know, and I and I would I would find it so respectable if he did, but I would also just be so oh, scared every day of my life. Um, <laughs> we'd be we'd be spending a lot more time together. I mean, let's Thoughts be honest. If it becomes a long haul, you know, pilot on a flight to Australia, I'll be terrified too. But yeah. um, but less often because I feel like it's not as <laughs> right. And those I mean, those happen every single day, and mm-hmm. everyone's completely fine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know what's crazy is my um, my mother in law's father was a flight instructor for the army. Wow. And died in a, a plane. Um, 
with a student, the plane, something happened with the plane. He ejected the student. He tried to write the plane, couldn't write it, crashed that day. And so it's crazy that Mason has like, I wonder if he, I wonder if it's genetic in a way. Yeah. I wonder if that's a thing. I don't know. Uh, That wouldn't shock me at all. I don't know. But anyway, this mindset book is really interesting to me. I'm still trying to get through that one and try to figure out where it's going because I don't know if they're going to say. I'll put that on the list because you were right about. uh, That's fascinating. We need to talk. That one was. Oh, we need to talk. Wonderful. So. Mindset. We need to talk is really next. good. Another one, emotionally strong, raising emotionally strong boys. Yes. is a really good one. There's I also a daughter's version of this. Yeah, yeah. I think first came the boys, though, and a lot of um, child psychiatrists will, or psychologists will recommend that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, and then there's another one I want to read called uh, Smart But Not, oh crap, what is it? Smart But Scattered. <laughs> I feel like we both need to read this one, Amanda. Smart But Scattered. Smart but, okay, I'm Put that down. on the list. Smart But Scattered. But there's so many freaking books I want to read. You know, I've never read a Colleen Hoover book, and everywhere I go now, they're like the end shelf of everything. Okay, here's the thing. Pick up a Colleen Hoover book. You will read it in like three hours. Okay. It's, they're very fast reads, very easy reads. I like it. They're usually slightly emotional, but good, solid Love story. I like it. I need a love story. I haven't had a love story in a while. Big type. Because I'll tell you guys, spoiler alert, codename Helene. No. (sighs) No. No. It's a beautiful story about love, but it's sad. There's sadness. There's sadness. It's war. But it is beautiful. It is. It's written really well. Oh my gosh. No, I will tell you, if you are sensitive to language... Um, do you think so? They said something. She says that in the end in the author's note. She's like, oh, yeah. Sorry about the language, but I didn't even notice it. There's Is a that, lot of language. I think it, I'm such a dirty a pirate of, that um, I didn't notice. Very graphic details of wartime things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're sensitive to anything Torture like that. and firing uh, squads. be aware. Trigger warning. Yeah. Um, but, but if you like a good World War II. Oh, oh, oh. I can't watch that on a screen really. Most exciting thing But I, I can read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that um, for you. So, most exciting thing I forgot to tell you is I started Outlander. And how are we feeling I about it? I love it now. I've tried it twice. I think I've always been too sleepy. And now I'm in. I'm ready. I'm good. And especially with Codename Holy, I don't know, like, jump so in the time So, is it a daytime periods. watcher for you? Like, you need to watch it? No, no, no. No, I can do it at night. It's just going to be after Mark goes to bed. Okay. I just had to, like, get into I had to, like, I feel like this with Mandalorian, too. Like, some of these shows that I know I'm going to love. Have you started? Which one? New season, Mandalorian. I haven't even finished the first episode of Mandalorian. I tried three times, but I always get distracted or Tucker leaves the room and I want to watch it with him or I fall asleep. So it's getting through the exposition You've of a first episode. You've not even met Grogu yet? I haven't met Baby Yoda. Grogu? Is that what he's called? Oh my gosh. I thought everyone calls him the How baby. friends? Or the, isn't he called the the something? The, the baby? The baby? The child. The child. But he's Baby Yoda. Everyone called him Baby Yoda forever. Then he all of a sudden it was a child and he's Grogu? Grogan? Pray for me. Is he Seth Grogan? Seth, wait, what? Anyway, <laughs> it's getting late. I think we should let these people go. Oh, but one quick thing about um, 90s Con. Oh, uh, yeah. People came up to me. First of all, I had my little scanner code for our podcast out and I had a wonderful guy who was taking pictures of everybody and made everybody download it. So if you guys downloaded so it, nice. it's time to start listening to Wait, you to didn't it. have Janet with you? I had Janet, but there okay. was a gentleman, a volunteer, okay. who was taking the photos of me and the fans. And every time he took a picture of me, then he'd take a picture of the QR code and make sure nice. our podcast was on everyone. I adore him. Thank you, Jesse. Um, and then uh, people came up to the booth with the merch on. Guys, we have merch. If you go to our Somebody website. Somebody was wearing our hoodie? They were wearing our merch. They were wearing a t-shirt. Okay, I'll One was it. wearing a t-shirt. Two were wearing a t-shirt. Um, so yeah, it was really fun to see people in the merch and a lot of people saying things. Someone came up to me and said, I have 155,000 emails and I didn't know why people, I was like, what are you? Okay. I'm sorry. And then I went, Oh, (laughs) you've been listening to the podcast and you wanted to tell me you have. And then I went, no, we got to fix that. Like next year when I see you, I'm going to need a different count on that. So, um, where are you at right now? Oh God. I'm, I was down at like 28. I was so happy. And now I'm at like. Oh, it says 10. That's my text messages. Never mind. <laughs> 70. I'm at 70. Like, how am I at 70? I'm at 19,395. Also, the brain just told me this is the 10th episode of this season. So technically, this season is <gasps> This over. is the end of season five? What? How did we get here? Oh, my gosh. It's going so fast. We don't have that. We can't do a secrets episode because we've only had two guests. <laughs> we only have, like, one secret in there. <laughs> Three guests? How many have we had? Yeah, I think we've had two guests. 
But next season we'll have a few more. It's joy. (laughs) It's joy. But Emily was on too, my sis. Um, Oh, that's true. We just haven't written her secret. We got to get her to send a secret in and have someone secretly write it. Oh my gosh, we finished. But we'll be like, is it joy or is it Emily? That'll be the game this year. Dun dun dun. I think we just wait to the end of season. I think it's going to be obvious. I think we have to wait till season eleven too. Um, Joy was a joy. Joy was lovely. The sweetest compliment I've ever been given online in my life. Oh, she she. She Instagrammed about being on the show and she wrote the loveliest things about us. So thank I you, Miss Joy. I'm just so touched. We I need know, to be she's friends so in real sweet. life. Also, we didn't talk about her podcast at all. So that's another podcast to add to your list. Oh, yeah. I think Joy- it's called Drama Queens. With Bethany Joy Lenz. And, uh, and she's also got her newspaper out now. You can sign up to be on her email list and you can get an actual newspaper that she's... Um, I'm thrilled for this. Also, she's performing in Nashville in like a couple weeks at City Winery. We should really? totally go. Let's go. Well, and also, guys, we need to figure out from you guys, who else do you want to have as guests? Like, which Sabrina, maybe we'll have a Clarissa reunion here. We're going to have to start doing some on Zoom. We always try to have people in the studio, but we're going to have to start doing some on Zoom, I think, because we've kind of run through the Nashville contingent. Ah, there's still a little bit. There's some. We're going to drag Priestley in here. I like our one-on-one time, too, though. I know, I do, too. But we need to do a secrets episode. I feel like we're not doing a secrets episode. We could just get secrets from people. We'll just write our secrets. We haven't done our secrets. (laughs) <laughs> or we can do we can start doing like two lies and a truth wait or is it Will the other way around Jay, two truths and a lie y'all got secrets you'd share yeah we'll just get random and secrets Jen, from people all around town the brain we'll be like guess who this is um well thank you guys for being here fun episode just talking about so I'm happy catching you're home. up. Catch I missed up. you. I know. Spring break was very long, guys. It was a long week without each other. Yes. Usually reentry is a bitch this one I'm really looking forward to this reentry. I'm like I need to just be home Yay. But I am leaving in a little while to go to work in Canada. Got a new no, movie. actually, it's exciting. I got a new movie coming out. We got some really fun things to talk about in the next few weeks. We are going to have a guest coming up in mm-hmm. a few weeks. Um, really fun guest. And uh, we're going to be doing some fun stuff here. We got some plans. We got some plans for y'all. So check out uh, on the internet. You can check out our merch. You can subscribe if you haven't already. That helps us out a lot. You can support our sponsors. That helps us out a lot. You can rate and review us. That helps us out a lot. But really, it's just you guys listening and checking us out. And we appreciate you being here. And uh, until next time. We'll see you soon. We, we need like we need like a, a sign off. We need like a sign off or a benediction of some sort. Like, be well. Until next time. Binge worthy. May your may your stacks be plenty. May your stacks be plenty. Was that what it was? I don't know what that is. May your TV list be snacks. snacks. May your snacks be plenty. May your queue be long. Snacks. And may your bookshelf be well stocked. Take care. <laughs> you say stacks. <laughs> You're a goober. <laughs> You're <a> stacks. <laughs>